Dave, you know how I uh, like to travel, and I'll I'll at the last second say to you something like, "Hey, by the way, I'm not going to be in the next two weeks." Right, right. Yeah. We're, well, we're I got some good Ukraine. news for you because I had a uh, uh, a big um, a big trip planned for February. We're going to go to Ireland for a week and go to Portugal for a week. And Portugal is now shut down. Right. The whole country is shut down. And Ireland's not looking so good. So it looks like I'm not going to be going on that vacation. So so, so I'm, I'll be available to you. Well, it's February, right? Yeah. When does golfing, when do the golf courses start? <laughs> Here's another good little piece of information. We were going to go to New York. Uh, but then someone burned down the Fox Christmas tree before I got there. And so now <laughs> we're not going to New York either. Uh, so well, it's good. It'll, it'll be good to have you around the office. <laughs> Manushman is up next, but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury, and I'm Steve Baskerville. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this thing. We're just a head full of nonsense. That should be the name of the podcast, A Head Full of Nonsense. This show, this podcast, is an hour or less guaranteed to uplift you. Guaranteed is strong. To help you, to make you laugh, to make you cry. It does that for me, yes. To make you mad. It does that too. <laughs> Back to you. Opishows.com. I love you it. find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits, talking over each other. <laughs> yes. Now they know they got the right show. Now they know it's Wow, that ain't going to be a promo. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. You know, you you mentioned the Fox Christmas tree. Yeah. I had a dream. I don't know. That one day, all of us could burn down the, the Fox Christmas tree. No, I had a dream that you and I were going out to lunch with Logan Roy and Shabbat. And oh, you've Shabbat. been watching yes. Succession. It's so good. <laughs> and we were all going to go to lunch. And you were, you were in charge of making the lunch reservations. And you totally forgot. Oh, gosh. So they're like, we're picking them up. I, I can't remember. And, and you're like, well, we'll just take them to Portillo's. Like, you can't take Logan they're Roy. billionaires. <laughs> you can't take them for a beef they sandwich. They eat for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> you know who I, and we got to get somebody on the show. From, that show is spectacular. Oh, it's great. My favorite char- character, though, is Tom. Tom is great. My favorite character is Cousin Greg. Yeah. <laughs> he's fantastic. He's like, and Michelle said this yesterday, he's like 6'11 or something. Oh, he's, he's huge. He's, he's huge. Just the, he is such a great actor. Uh, they all are. There's not a weak link in that entire Yeah, I agree. Thing. People haven't seen Succession. You know, it's in its third season. Dave and I are a little uh, late catching up to it, but it's fantastic. Uh, we got some other bad news this morning. Right before we started recording, Mike Nesmith yeah. uh, from the Monkees passed yeah. away, which is a sad thing. And the is reluctant the th- monkey is that the third? Yeah, yeah. So. Mickey Dolenz is the only one left. Yeah. And I was just listening to a radio station that had like a um, a promotion for the the new tour that was coming up with uh, Mickey and and Mike, uh-huh. which I'm assuming won't be <laughs> happening now. Yeah. Um, I have his autograph. 
I have Mickey, well, I have you, Mike's autograph. Well, you guys were tight with the monkeys, weren't you? With, with Davy Jones, right? Well, yes, Davy Jones I met several times. I met all four of them. I met all four of the monkeys, but uh, Mike Nesmith was the reluctant monkey. Right. He was the one that didn't really want to get back. And he saw these other guys as just, you know, colleagues like, that he worked with at, at the office for a couple of weeks in 1966 yeah. and 7 or whatever. He, he didn't see it as like a, a lifelong thing to be a monkey. Well, and he came from crazy money, too. Didn't his mom make well, liquid I, I, paper? Yeah, but not until he was older. So oh. he wasn't rich. I mean, he, he had probably inherited that from his mother. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. How anyway, old was he? He must be. He was 78. Yeah. Sad, sad story. I met him once when we had him on uh, Stephen Gary's show. And we my, my job was after the show to bring him into the uh, producer's booth to record uh, a promo. Yeah. And it was a little tiny booth, and I was in there with him, and I was like an inch away from him. And he looked at me, and he goes, I don't feel comfortable with the two of us in this tiny little room. Would you mind stepping out? And put your shirt back on. Rick, is it? Is that your name? Put your shirt back on. All right. We have Minutia to get to. Coming to you live from the Royal Operator Error Studios in beautiful downtown Mount Podcast, Illinois. Dave has some minutia. Did you say Mount Podcast? Mount Podcast. That, that is really yeah. good. Thank that you. That is clever. Uh, Rick, I imagine you're aware of the brouhaha that is unfolding on the Russian-Ukrainian border. Have you? Yes. Have yes. Um, for those of you who are listening in America and pretty much are always oblivious to anything that's happening <laughs> outside of the United States, Russia and the Ukraine are basically at the brink of war. Right. Right. I mean. Yes. Uh, Very um, scary. Why they are fighting, I don't know. Yeah. It could be about an onion roll or something. I have no idea what it is, but just be known that they yes. are they are about to 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 tangle. Um, but what I do know is that over the past three weeks, the official Twitter account of Ukraine and some leading Ukrainian politicians have posted over three dozen wacky memes making fun of Russia and Vladimir Putin. Have you seen this? Uh, yes, I saw the, just the thing you sent me. Yes. So the tweets take a dig at various aspects of <laughs> Russian life and, and and also including the earlier attempts to take over Ukraine, which failed. Right. right. Um, and you can understand why Ukraine would be a little angry. Satellites uh, sh- pictures are showing just a shitload of Russian well, troops, yeah. tanks, hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah. Equipment, yeah. the whole thing yeah. right at the border. Um but and, basi- and they're responding how, Dave? <laughs> so, so basically, Ukraine's social media accounts have been taken over by, like, mean teenagers. Right. Basically. And they're just posting wacky memes. They're shitposting. They are shitposting. So I've got the first one that I sent you. Yeah. Um, it's a picture of four heads, basically. Uh-huh. Four. I mean, four pictures of the same head. Right. Okay. One has the title migraine on it, and there's, like, a red spot over the top of the you know the front right. of the head mm-hmm. then you have hypertension which is the red spot behind yeah and then you have stress which is like a band around the forehead and then they have living next to russia and the whole head is red <laughs> okay so i mean they're not really that great but they're you know you it's know not, you know not, not bad not bad um what i what is happening now is that ukrainian um officials are getting in the act here hold on my computer just uh Sing or something for a second. Well, what we're, what uh, Dave is looking for is we're we're getting to the I know you are, but what am I portion of the uh, of the of, of uh, the war. Right. So, um, 
Obviously, these memes have rankled Mother Russia and has elicited a response from some leading figures, including Anton Kobiovkov, advisor to the president who tweeted, and here, I don't think you saw this. Let me show this to you. <laughs> so it's a picture of Vladimir Putin with the headline, not Ukraine, my crane. <laughs> okay. So this prompted Ukraine's material advisor for privatization, Mikhail Gochunyov, to tweet. Here you go. I don't know if you can see this. I'm... It's uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, at the top says, hey, Russia. Right. And the bottom Excuse me, we need a bigger <laughs> studio here. Tell me how big and powerful you are. It's that meme of, you know, Willy yeah. Wonka with his hand. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was head like, okay, come on. Yeah. Which also prompted um, Iga Jorboff Polyrobical. Steve. Steve <laughs> posted Russians making vaccines. And it's a picture of a syringe in a vodka shot glass. <laughs> They are they are at the brink of war, and they are just throwing memes they're at one po- another. They're poking them in the chest. <laughs> yeah, right. Come by, come by. I'm rubber, you're glue. Yeah, and, and we're about to go to war. Oh well, you know, I I think that that might not be the best approach. Uh, and let's pray there is no war. I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about a crazy office Christmas party. Now we've talked about office Christmas parties in the past. They're rarely crazy. They're really good, too. and they're they're usually torture. Yeah, uh, but especially there's a story here, especially when it's your spouse's. <laughs> right, Christmas that's a good party. point. Uh, from the Mirror in the United Kingdom, uh, they uh, talked to a futures trader. Um, he said the owner of my company hired a luxury hotel in Barcelona for our Christmas mm-hmm. bash, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. We had an incredible year trading, and so as a treat, he paid for 150 of us to go on holiday in Barcelona. Oh, wow. Now this, yeah. That's this a, is that, a Christmas party, right? But before we left, he issued one stern condition. We would not upset the locals and get too drunk. Well. Hey, the boss said, <laughs> man, we can't get too drunk. During the evenings, things went downhill fast. Uh, the club led onto a beach, and after the third tequila, a few of the female traders decided to steal my clothes and wear them. Running around trying to look for them was useless, so I had to borrow a, ca- a coat from a mate. Then the DJ we hired threw a tantrum and left because he was fed up with our music request, and they had decided that everybody on, <laughs> on the staff would go up and ask for, for Prince, the same song for Prince's song "Kiss." <laughs> okay. And and it just as yeah. as a former club DJ, oh, yeah. I've done this yeah. job, and you know with. There would be uh, sorority girls coming up to me all right. night long. Well, it was burning down the house, wasn't that? No, the it one? was "Beat It" by uh, Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Play "Beat It." I just played it. Play it again, <laughs> yeah. or jump. We're paying you eleven dollars for four hours. <laughs> jump by Van Halen. I just played it. Play it again. They were doing this to this poor DJ in Barcelona who who quit and walked around, walked out. And then at 2 a.m., the ambulance got called to help an older trader who we thought was having a heart attack. You know, when he says older, what was he, 42? Yeah, it was- 38. <laughs> um, it was just bad heartburn, and we were all worried for him. But uh, when, the, when the paramedics gave him the okay, he came back to the bar and had some drinks with us. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, then the last thing I remember is seeing two couples having sex on the beach right. in full view of everyone. Right. Now, that's a party. Yeah. Oh, this is a party. You know... All the Christmas parties that I had ever gone to, first of all, when I worked at a particular company, I'm not going to mention, we always had our Christmas party like at the end of January because it was cheaper. Right. 
yeah, yeah Bridget, which is actually which, 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 which is actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, I, um, I got no problem with that. I, I remember a couple of Christmas parties that I went to at Michelle's places, and they do that wacky slideshow, or they all oh, do like the yeah. wacky presentations. Yeah, just yeah, like for, a like a blooper reel. Well, yeah. You don't know anybody. You don't know. Right. You don't know the private jokes. You don't right. know anything. You're just like, oh, this is just horrible. You know, there was a loop one when I first started, like '87. Yeah. Uh, the loop Christmas party. It was at the Hunt Club in Chicago. Gary Fensick's. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they did one of those slideshow yeah. things, yeah. and they had edit. You know, and they were they were they were bloopers. They called it the blooper reel. You know, things that people said on the air, like okay, whoopsie daisy. Sure. But instead of just playing them straight, they intercut that with uh, scenes of gay porn. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. And it, so it'd be like, you know, Kevin Matthews making a wacky mistake yeah. and then a guy with a mustache. Oh, really? A, yeah. Like, and it was for like eight minutes. And the guy who did it, who put it together, thought it was really funny. And all of us were, were like mouths agape, like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this is an office Christmas party. <laughs> I, I've been to a couple that people get pretty hammered and start, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing about that guy, you know, yeah. and, but never, I have never enjoyed any of these. Well, I've, there was one that I really loved. It was uh, another loop Christmas party and Dennis DeYoung was there from oh. Sticks, and, uh, we had set up a stage where they could, you know, if anybody wanted to go up and play, they could. And, you know, it was a super talented group mm -hmm. of people. And, you know, like Bob Stroud is a great singer and, and Steve Dahl played guitar and uh, Scott Dirks was a guitarist and harpist and, and uh, Johnny B played drums. Mm -hmm. And so they just went up there and Dennis DeYoung came up on stage with them and they did Come Sail Away. It was amazing. Really? It was amazing. I remember when our rep from Warehouser Paper came once ahead of our <laughs> Christmas party, and he had this PowerPoint about 12-point coded one-side cover and uh -huh, folding, uh -huh, and that was uh -huh. just awesome. Uh, so, enjoy uh, your office parties, is what we're saying. So, Reggio B said something very nice on um, Apple. Okay. He gave a real, I think Reggio B is a guy. Um, and it was not that nice he did give us five stars but i love this quote sometimes i don't think the hosts realize that other people are listening in on their conversations <laughs> you know what i think reggio i think you might be right right yeah so what that's that's the appeal of this show so if you have something nice to say or even not to not that nice to say please feel free to you uh put a review anywhere we're on spotify yep. we're on google play we're on apple we're yep. on a track yeah Hey, if, if you like Minutiaman, also be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. All right, Dave, it's time for another uh, feature on the show. This is something we like to do every week, and we call it Studio Walls. Here we go. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives. And I, I usually send Dave a list of uh, some possibilities for this week. And these I'm are like the, Logan Roy. No, no, no. <laughs> these are the ones he said no to this week. We had a tape of uh, myself on uh, WLS Radio with Bruce Wolf. 
uh, promoting Father Knows Nothing. A funny story there from 2014. He said no. Tommy Kempfer reviewing Stuart Little, which debuted this week in 1999. Dave said no. It was the birthday of Dwight Stones, the Olympic Mm -hmm. uh, pole vaulter. No, high jumper. High jumper. And we had him on the show and interviewed him, and Dave said no. Judd Legum. Mm. who is a political writer. We had him on the show. Who's got like 4 million followers. Yeah. yeah forget it. His birthday. Dave said no. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sheila Motion, who uh, wrote a great book about the greatest female comedians. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. had some funny stories. Yesterday's news. No. Dave said no. Uh, Sean Kempfer appeared on the U.S. Men's National oh, Team God, commercial. Another Kempfer story. Forget <laughs> it. No. He said no. Neil Innes from Monty yeah. Python was on our show. Yeah. We have audio of that interview. Dave yeah. said no. Yeah. Uh, and then I also appeared on uh, WGN television in 2014 yeah. uh, on this during this week. And that's a very funny clip. And Dave said no. But here's what he said yes to. All right. Donnie Osmond's birthday. And we had Danny Bonaducci on the show once. And he was talking about his um, boxing match right. with uh, with Donnie. And, right. and Danny Bonaducci played... Um, Danny Partridge. Danny Partridge. So it was Danny Partridge versus Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. And here is Danny explaining what that was like. Here we go. So I'm driving to work. I think I do middays by this point because I did all the shifts at both those radio stations by the end. And Donnie Osmond is on the show with uh, John Brandmeier, one of the great radio guys, if you ask me. And I hear him talking about, don't you get sick that all the, the bad child stars get all the press and you don't, blah, blah, blah. And it turns into, what about Bonaducci? And I'm thinking... He is sucking you into something stupid. Don't say it. And he goes, don't you think you could beat up Danny Bonaducci? And Donnie Osmond goes, yeah, I think I could. Well, he doesn't know me at all. I'll head over and burn his house down. I don't have to listen to that from, from Donnie Osmond. So I got to work. It was all just a huge deal by then. And I said, yeah, and I want to make this perfectly clear. I thought Donnie did a really good job. Donnie feels like he, he won that fight. And God bless it wasn't, it wasn't wide enough berth that I can't say that's not the case. The judges gave the, the belt to me, if you will. But I thought he did great. But here's the thing. After that fight, because I should have killed him. I'll, you know, I was really drunk. And uh, I walked in the ring smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I remember that. Way, but, you were actually yeah. smoking in the ring. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and I had these girls taking the cigarette in and out of my mouth because I was in a boxing, uh, boxing gloves. And uh, I walked in and I said all these things and and Donnie just did really, really, really well. I was shocked. So after that, I started training like a boxer because, you know, I didn't get any money for that one, but everybody after that fight, because it turned into such a big deal, wanted to offer me 10, 15 grand to fight some guy. And they were called celebrity bouts. And I had a boxing like the the weatherman from Nebraska. They called that guy a celebrity. Okay. And I got, I got 10 and 0. Thank you very much for asking. That's Danny Bonaducci. Uh, there was another thing that, that Dave also said uh, yes to because he wants to do a bonus one this week. It's the holidays. Yeah. And, and this is a holiday song. Now, th- I'll tell you the backstory of this is is a little weird. Um, I was the producer of John Landecker show in the 90s, in the late 90s. And John um, had uh, every year we had these big christmas shows mm-hmm. we do like we did one at uh the holiday inn in oak lawn and we, we, we went around the various different parts and we always were trying to come up with a christmas parody song and every song had been done a million times you know and there's only like 20 of them mm-hmm. and we couldn't come up with a new one we never came up with one and then one night i was sleeping and i dreamt one 
I got you, up in the you morning. You dreamt a song. I dreamt really? a song. And it well, was. Well, didn't uh, Keith Richards dream satisfaction? Yeah. 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 The riff. And and Paul I, McCartney. I'm sure this is just as good. <laughs> Paul McCartney dreamt yesterday. Yeah. So I'm sure yours is right. going to be right. So there. I came into the station that morning and I said to uh, John Landecker, I'm look, I got a song, you know, let's, let's, let's record this. And so he got the band together and the band recorded the song and then John went in and sang it. And as he was about to leave to go sing it, he said to me, this is the weirdest thing you've ever written. And it's weird. Okay. It's weird. I'm going to play a little clip of it. It's short. It's less than a minute long. It's about a reindeer named Blitzen. Okay. All right. Blitzen is, you know, one of the, one of the big reindeers, one of the big eight. Yeah. All right. Here it is. It's called Blitzen, the unloved reindeer. Okay. Here we go. Blitzen, the unloved reindeer, <laughs> who Santa just called Reindeer 8, always had to fly behind Cupid. Believe me, that view ain't great. <laughs> if Santa doesn't love a reindeer, they have an empty kind of fame. At the reindeer bar, drowning his sorrows is where Blitzen got his name. One Christmas back in the 70s, Santa was pulled over. Old Blitzen was a bit too high. The cop gave him a DUI. Now he's in a 12-step program, and Blitzen is sober and clean. But he'd be doing so much better if Cupid ever gave up beans. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a whole other verse. If you want to find it, it's on the Landecker and the Legends uh, album called Landecker and the Legends. It came out in 1998. Yeah. Um, yes. So that was, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I think it was great. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it got into my head, but I dreamt it and wrote it down that morning. It wasn't, um, those were the years where you'd sleep like three and a half hours right. a night, right? Right. So I never actually got REM sleep. So it probably wasn't. Actually, a yeah. I think this might be some of your best work, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right. We still have a lot more show. Uh, tell me uh, what's... Uh, Give me a one-sentence uh, description of what your next story is. Wrecked them, damn near killed them. Strange travel lodge requests. Mm -hmm. And we also have another Beatles segment, because that's what people are asking for. So that's coming up, too. kind of a big deal, right? Now. I guess so. Uh, we'll be right back after this. So, Lou, what's the deal with horsepower? I mean, we don't use horses anymore. Well, we like horses, and that's how it started, so these are our new ponies. At least we're living in the golden age of horsepower and doing our best to enjoy it like we do on the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You really think you can feed like 700 horses, Mark? And we're back. Rick, this one comes from our science desk. Okay. Bomb squad called the hospital after man gets a WW2 mortar stuck in his rectum. <laughs> if I had a nickel, Rick. I don't need to hear anymore. I don't need to hear anymore. The news has been brought to you by... Comes out of England. Gloucester. A bomb disposal... <laughs> hey, it's on the internet. It's got to be true. A bomb disposal team was called to an English hospital Wednesday morning... 
after a man arrived with an unexploded World War II mortar stuck in his rectum. Uh, okay. According, according to the Sun, the patient was a military enthusiast. Yeah. He really was. And had the round as part of his private collection. Okay. Now, you think this is funny? Yeah. Listen, you want to hear his his excuse and how it happened? I'd love to hear what happened. Uh, he said he put it on the floor when he slipped and fell on it. <laughs> <laughs> A source that Clutius That, Your Honor, is the right. true story. Hey, I told you to clean up this olive oil. Someone's going to slip and get a... Uh, <laughs> Police who responded to a report of a patient that has presented with a munition in his rectum later identified the round as a 57 millimeter World War II shell that was fired from an anti-tank gun during, well, World War II. And, and kids, don't leave them lying around at home because you never know when you'll trip and fall and have them rammed up your ass. <laughs> so actually, it's England. It's ours. Okay. Sorry, uh, yes. That got me thinking. Uh-huh. Okay. Wouldn't it be great if there was some sort of database that I can access to find out things that may have gotten stuck in other people? Oh, no, lockers? this is a thing. Yes. This is a thing. I introduce you to the United States <laughs> Consumer Product Safety Commission's database of emergency room visits. <laughs> we used to do this as a weekly bit on uh, Stephen uh, really? Show. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the website in case anybody wants to know. It's www.cpsc.gov slash research statistics slash n-e-i-s-s injury data okay Okay. you got a few for me i got well i think that what you should do Uh i got it up here yeah so give me a body part and i will type it in and it'll give me all the things that have been shoved in there Oh well, let's, so there's only really six op. I mean, there's not that many options. Right? Let's let's go let's go anus. All right, hold uh, on. I think I think I have to put rectum right. Rectum, because yeah. Because anus rectum. just said yeah yeah does not. All right, there we go. It's generating. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, multiple marbles, January twenty twenty. Okay. Put a pencil up rectum and now not able to sit. Okay. Um, Nail polish bottle. Yeah. Um, Small foam football. Okay. Um, An an apple. Sure. uh, Sure. Toy shark. Plastic turtle. A lot of people with slippery floors. (laughs) Cat toy bell. A baseball. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Remote control. (laughs) Honey. Shift. <laughs> you want HBO? Hold on. Let me get that. A foam. Stop turning the channels. <laughs> um, a weebly wobble toy. I don't know what that okay. is. Okay. A foam dart. Christmas lights. Not bad. Okay. Not and bad. foam or um, six magic markers. No gerbils? Uh, no. Has that gone out of style? It might have been yesterday. Here, give me another uh, body part. Uh, I, do we really need to know? Yes, one more. Right, how about nose? Nostril. Okay, hold on. Nose, okay. Generating, gener- okay. Um, fake diamond. Okay. Earplug. Confetti. A Hot Wheels vintage re- <laughs> Heaven Revan car. Wow, I love that they actually have the name of it. A steel nut. A mini bowling pin. Wow. A pom-pom. 
and a googly eye. Actually, a googly eye is perfect for those. Are all good. So. All right. Well, that's great. <laughs> and and again, the uh, website is. Uh, hold on. Just right. give the main website. It's the Consumer Emergency Room Database. Okay. And I'll give you just the first part. It's www.cpsc.gov slash research. Okay, great. Well, I have a story for you that, that also comes from England. Um, We're very English. This may be why they love us in England. We are, we are doing quite well in mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. Travel Lodge has revealed its strangest requests from guests at some of their hotels this year. And this is Travel Lodge only in England. All right. So, you know, it's the same Travel Lodge that we have here with the bear uh, logo, mm-hmm. you know, a little bear. And after they lifted the COVID-19 restrictions, they started getting some pretty bizarre requests when people started using well, the hotels people again. Were, people they, were you know, hooped up. You know, they want to loose. With more Britons holidaying on British shores than ever before, our hotel teams have also received a high volume of interesting requests and questions, especially around place names, local dishes, customs, and traditions across British regions. Uh, where possible, our hotel teams will go above and beyond to help the customers as they relish a good challenge. However, a good row. However, there are some requests beyond their control, such as arranging afternoon tea with pandas, <laughs> getting a shooting star to appear at 10 p.m. precisely, <laughs> getting a part on Emmerdale, which is a, a British TV show, and getting seagulls to sing instead of squawk. Uh, yes, hello. Um, could the seagulls please sing instead of squawk? Not something too particularly <laughs> difficult. Maybe uh, happy birthday or something? That would be good. Really good. Um, another one uh, uh, asked uh, for a room with a south-facing window because he required sunlight to charge his aura first thing in the okay, morning. Sure. Another one uh, at uh, the Newcastle Quayside Travel Lodge uh, was shocked after a customer asked for a children's paddling pool so their pet fish could have a spacious well, bed for the night. Well, That's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's, so anyway, for people who are traveling, which I'm not going to be able to do right, now. Right, right. Um, and I'm a little bitter about. I think we have only been, we had two, we've been to two hotels since COVID started. And and didn't you kind of feel uncomfortable? Oh, it was, yeah. and it was, we were in the first quarter. I mean, it was yeah. like, I don't remember, May or June of last year. And yeah, everything was just, yeah. you know, it was like, I wonder if that guy's going to. Right. You know, I'm not touching that. We either. went to visit my brother in Detroit and we stayed in a hotel and it yeah. was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, we, um. So we went to, I'm not going to tell you where we were, but there was a breakfast buffet that was still open. Yeah. And during COVID, because we went to a state that didn't take it as seriously right. as, you know. Wisconsin, Indiana, it Michigan. Was, it was one of those. Uh, and they had the open buffet. Yeah. And you're just like, Ugh. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Now they're all dead. That's a state that actually has literally nobody left living in that state. Time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this has turned into kind of like a uh, an email <coughs> or... Uh, we call this user-generated content. User-generated content. And this uh, we've been getting a lot of emails about the Beatles yeah. because everyone knows that I'm a huge Beatles fan and we've been talking about it. And uh, and we had Paul Saltzman on a couple of weeks ago, which right. was just great. That, that was awesome. 
Andy St. Clair, I don't know Andy, but uh, this is what he wrote. I saw you posted a video of Howard Cosell saying that John Lennon had been killed. Yeah, I remember I remember <clears throat> that vividly. You know what? You want to hear it? Yeah. It's uh, it's not that long. I've got it here somewhere. Hold on one second. Uh, it's right here. All right, here we go. Placed in total perspective for us. I'll finish this. They're in the hurry-up offense. Third down four. It'll be fourth down. Kavanaugh will let it run down for one final attempt. He'll let the seconds tick off to give Miami no opportunity whatsoever. Timeout is called. Three seconds remaining. John Smith is on the line. And I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we have to take. I got to say, um, so I was watching that game. That's, is that yeah. how you found yeah. out too? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i still kind of pissed off at Howard Cosell about it because of the way he delivered that. You know, it was like, you know, the famous Beatle, John Lennon, uh, he was outside his apartment. He got shot in the back. But then he waits another few seconds to say that he was right. dead on arrival. Because for, for like... Eight seconds, right. I thought to myself, well, he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. he was shot. Oh, that's terrible. But dead? Right. Yeah. You know, that's your lead. Right. You go with that and, and let people was, know. He was enticing. I know. Right? He was and teasing. And he was Howard Cosell, and it had to be dramatic. And, yeah. Um, but uh, Andy's question, uh, to get back to that, is, uh, so I know how you found out about John Lennon. How did you find out about George when George died? Do you remember how you found well, that out? It wasn't quite the same. Well, I think we knew he was sick, right? Yeah. We knew he had cancer. Uh, yeah. No, I actually have no... i tell you how, how much I knew, because uh, I was working at the oldie station at that time, and they sent word to us uh, about a week before he died saying, hey, just so you know, if you want to prepare anything, yeah. George Harrison is in Not his last it, days, right. and you know we played a ton of Beatles stuff on that station. So I wrote and produced... A, oh, we a did whole, a special. Yes. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I remember. For, that. Yes, it was didn't, a two hour special. Didn't we produce it? Yes. Through the, yeah. through the through Amish, didn't we? Right. So I wrote it yeah. and voiced yeah. it. Vince produced it, put it together. And we found out that uh, George Harrison died at like eight and it was on the air at 10. Wow. Yeah. So we were ready to go with that one. But so that one was not quite the same thing as watching on TV and seeing mm-hmm. that, uh, you know. Um, not to be disrespectful. Yes. Uh, but do you remember the Mary Tyler Moore show when she was writing the obituary for the clown? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and she made a she made a funny one, right? Because uh-huh. he was in perfect health, yeah. and then he ends up dying, and then everybody runs that obituary. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. 
<laughs> I was like, that was a good one. <laughs> Chuckles. I think it was Chuckles the Clown, wasn't it? Yeah. Speaking of death, we have a uh, uh, our celebrity guest this week. Tell right. everybody who we have. Uh, we got a guy by the name of Guido Finelli. Uh-huh. Well, that's, that's a real name. That's a stage name. Bob Innes. Um, perhaps, I don't know, the smartest man on earth, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, he's the webmaster and uh, proprietor and originator and founder of a website called Rent. A hitman.com. Right. So we'll find out uh, more. And you about may have that. seen him. He's been on, or they've talked about him on Colbert and Washington Post, Rolling Stone did a thing on. Yeah. He's, he's been making the rounds. And it's actually, I wouldn't call it an uplifting story, but it's yeah. definitely, there's some good that is coming out of. Yeah. It's uh, funny and doing. serious at the right. same time. Right. So it's, it's a fun little interview. It's like a Tootsie Pop. It's crunchy and then it's got a little yeah. caramel center to it. Right. So don't you know, and we don't know how many licks it takes to get to that caramel center, but uh, be sure to check it out. Special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week for the your finale the, yeah that's right because i'm actually going away well la di da i'm going to florida are you really or covid law okay that's what it's called great yeah so uh, I'm, I'm gonna come back here with maybe all the greek alphabet <laughs> fantastic and and maybe some stories on the next edition of Venushman. the proceeding was a presentation of opi productions find our other shows wherever you find podcasts including opi shows Dot com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com yeah.